Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones had just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's got the handoff. You know who that's? From the playlikeajet.com digital studio This is Play Like a Jet, my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1 And we are going to answer some mailbag questions With somebody who's never answered mailbag questions with me before So I'm excited to have him on to do that You've heard him on the show before And I'm sure if you listen to Jet's podcast You've heard him many times because he is the host of Jet Nation Radio Editor over at jetnation.com Mr. Glenn Naughton Glenn, what's up brother? Uh, not a whole lot, Scott. You know, this is that uh, that part of the season where there's just nothing going on. Teams are doing OTAs, but, you know, really they're running around in helmets and shoulder pads and, and uh, you know, shells, if you will, and, and just kind of taking it light. So uh, not a whole lot football-wise, but uh, other than that, look, life is good. How you doing, buddy? I got to say right now I am a pretty happy guy, but that is mostly because I think that we are at the point in time where you look at the Jets and on paper it looks like a promising squad and we have not had the optimism beaten out of us yet. So I'm hoping to hold on to that and maybe we'll get ourselves a really good season here from this team so we can have something to root for even as far as December. Yeah, you know, it's weird. I noticed something about myself just a couple of weeks ago while I was thinking about this team. And I, I, I don't know if I'd ever picked up on it before, but for some reason, um, when this team is terrible, which they have been for many years, I more times than not, I tend to find the positive. I, I look at everything and like, you know, try to try to project the best scenario for every player, assume guys are gonna hit their ceilings and all that. 
And then when things, as they now appear to be turning the corner, I feel myself starting to look at this and go, hey, slow down, everybody. Slow down. Let's. This positive talk is getting a little bit out of control. You know, there, there's no way this team is going to win more than six or seven games. But then my mind starts to wander into, you know, is does Becton stay healthy? Does Wilson take that next step? Is Salah really a defensive genius who had no pieces last year, but now he does? Could this be a, a nine-win team? And But I, I, I really have a hard time making that turn into optimism um, as I'm seeing more people jump on the optimism bandwagon. I, I, I kind of a bit of a contrarian, whether they're good or bad. Glenn, with that, let's answer some questions about this team that we're all so optimistic about right now. At least for the time being, let's hope that they keep our optimism alive for a while. First question comes in from George Wise. He says, do the Jets make any more significant signings or trades before the season starts? Maybe they get Larry Ogunjobi or Quan Alexander. That's still up in the air at the moment. Beyond that, I don't think there's going to be anything major. Maybe some minor signings or a minor trade. Like, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, the Jets got Nate Hairston for a conditional sixth-round pick in the summertime. You could be looking at something like that, but I don't think there's going to be any kind of major deals. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the the free agent names we've heard as guys they've already brought in. You know, those are possibilities. But I agree. I think, you know, if you can, if, if a tackle shakes loose, similar to what we saw with Morgan Moses, or if a guy becomes available that they think they can have for a mid-late rounder, that's probably the, the the biggest spot they need to address at the moment is a little bit a little bit of depth at tackle, given Mekhi Becton's history, given the fact George Fan just had his knee scoped. Um, Fan had some injuries early in his career, but really hasn't been an issue since coming to the Jets. Um, but I, I think that backup tackle spot, if one of those guys were to go down, uh, you don't want Chuma Dog or Max Mitchell to be a guy, you know, you're looking at starting eight, nine, ten games for you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Jason Oliver. He says, a lot of units were very bad last year. Which unit do you expect to see improve the most? Also, what, if anything, gets you excited about the upcoming season? Which unit do I expect to improve the most? I would say this is going to be a tie between the edge rush unit and the corners. Because the corners were not very good last year. I know that throughout the year, people were touting Bryce Hall and Brandon Eccles. 
and they did better than expected, but they still were not good. And now you go out and pay DJ Reed, you go out and draft Sauce Gardner at number four overall, and that's going to be a massive improvement. And as far as the edge rush goes, you were looking at John Franklin Myers playing out of position, Shaq Lawson was rotating in there, Bryce Huff, although he was hurt for a bit. And now you add Jermaine Johnson, a first-round pick, and hopefully, knock on wood, a healthy Carl Lawson. That should be a much-improved unit this year. Plus, they got Jacob Martin from Houston, who's pretty solid depth. So you put all that together, and I think that those two units should be very much improved this season. Yeah, listen, I agree, and it's funny. I'm, I promise I'm not stealing an idea here. This, this is a little bit ironic. Um, I'm actually working on our, an article right now discussing the most improved groups on the roster because there are so many. The one I'm focusing on at the moment, um, fully agree with what you just said, but the tight ends. Um, if, if these guys come, if Conklin and Uzama and who knows how much playing time Jeremy Rucker gets, these tight ends were not good last season. And I think that if you look at this offense and, and the way they would like to get guys more involved, if it, it's you know it's sort of a product of – the guys last year weren't very involved because they weren't very good. And I think that we're going to see a huge, I, I would say, look at the numbers the, the tight ends put up last year. I wouldn't be surprised if that doubles this year. But right along with you with Edge, I mean, they, they've gone from having close to nothing there. I mean, J- John Franklin Myers can play the edge a little bit, but you'd rather have him inside. So, yeah, by going with Lawson, Johnson, adding Martin, those are those are huge additions. And, and at corner, you've gone from, you know, you've gone from Hall, who I kind of view as, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe might be a number two one day, you know, d- can he rise to the level of a, a borderline one? You know, that remains to be seen, but I think he could hit his ceiling at a, at a, a solid two. But now you've got, you know, Sauce Gardner, who obviously is projected to be a, a number one corner and you got Reed on the other side. The the improvement there should be should be phenomenal. Um, and this is part of the reason, as I said before, you know, these are p- these are critical pieces that Robert Sala didn't have last year. So I think he got a pass for giving up 500 plus points. But if he's the real deal and these players these players deliver, I think those the groups you mentioned are going to be key in turning this thing around. Next question comes in from Fergus Ob1. He says, "Which undrafted free agent do you think has the best chance to make the roster?" I'm going to go with Zonovan Bam Knight, the running back from NC State. Part of the reason I'm saying him is because he's the only one that I knew going into the draft. The other reason is because I think he's a legitimately good player. I know he did run a lot behind Ikemekwanu, and that certainly helps, but he's got speed, he's got moves, he can make plays as a receiver, and he's got the versatility as a kick returner. I know they got Braxton Berrios. I know at running back they've got Brees Hall and Michael Carter, but he's a guy that could potentially stick If not on the roster, then certainly has a chance to make the practice squad, but he's a legitimate player. I think there's a possibility that he could make the roster. Yeah, I I agree with Knight having the best chance. He's probably the highest profile guy they picked up. You and I discussed this this year. um, You know, even with the with the hundreds of hours of games I watched, there were only a couple of guys who I had watched um, any to, to any degree that I was familiar with. And that was Bam Knight. And of course, Tony Adams, the DB from Illinois. I was actually watching uh, Kirby Joseph pre-draft and Adams jumped out at me and so I started watching him a little bit he's a guy who's you know really good speed and he's he's played at multiple spots in the secondary he's played some safety he's played some corner so if they can add a, add a depth piece who can play a couple different spots and and bring a little bit of a little bit of excitement or electricity to that secondary I think he has a chance but they really did this year with the undrafted guys they went it, they took a lot of you know not just small school but I mean um, you know, guys that colleges I'd never heard of, you know, in Indiana University of Pennsylvania, 
Um, you know, they went really deep to get some of these guys. So there's just not a lot out them to, to even look at them after the fact. But th- those are the two I would go with. Next question comes in from Gabe Pellucci. He says, after seeing how the draft played out, would you rather have had the Tyreek Hill deal get done or are you happier with the four picks in rounds one and two? This is an interesting question because let's say the Tyreek Hill deal had gotten done. It would have been 35, 38, and 69 for a later third round pick and Tyreek Hill. So essentially, you would have been looking at a deal similar to what ended up happening with the Jets trading up for Jermaine Johnson in terms of them getting back that late third rounder. So they probably would have still gotten Jeremy Ruckert. They would have gotten Sauce Gardner at number four. And let's say Jermaine Johnson at 10, because if they had traded for Tyree Kill, they're not going to be taking a wide receiver. So when you look at that, the trade sort of comes down to Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall for Tyree Kill. It's an interesting question because Hill is obviously an elite receiver, top five talent, and certainly he is going to be a major difference maker for the Miami Dolphins, and he should help Tua a lot. That was a big part of the reason that the Jets wanted Tyree Kill. They thought he could accelerate Zach Wilson's development, but also that he would be able to beat press in the AFC East, which is the primary mode of defense for the secondaries in that division. In the short run, I think Tyreek Hill will probably be the higher impact player than those two guys. In the long run, it really comes down to how good you think Garrett Wilson can be. If you think Garrett Wilson can be a number one or number one-ish type wide receiver, then the Jets are better off keeping their picks because they would get Wilson on a really cheap deal for five years. They get Brees Hall on a cheap deal for four years, and those will be two important pieces of the offense. If you're not as high on Garrett Wilson and you would look at Tyree Kill and say, well, maybe he's only going to be elite for three more years and you got to pay him a lot more money, but he will accelerate Zach Wilson's development and help the Jets win quicker in Wilson's rookie window. So it's a tough question. I could go either way on it. I would say that I guess in the end, it may have worked out for the best. Check back with me after the Jets play the Dolphins and Tyree Kill has 250 yards receiving and three touchdowns and I might change my mind. Yeah, I agree. It is a tough one. I think what what puts me I I, I lean in favor of the way things played out, um, preferring that, and that's only because I'm having a I'm having a really difficult time getting used to seeing receivers getting QB one money, mm-hmm. um, especially guys in their late twenties who might only have a few good years left in them. That scares the hell out of me. Um, so I would prefer, you know, if it was if not for the fact, you know, as, as I just mentioned with the tight ends, you've you've improved on so many different spots on offense. It's not as if it's uh, if 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 Tyreek Hill or Garrett Wilson will be the only ones helping uh, move Zach Wilson forward. I think I think the you know the addition of Lake and Tomlinson and the, the drafting of, of Brees Hall. I think there are now enough pieces that no one guy is is what's going to make or break it. And I think that paying that much money for a 27, 28 year old receiver uh, just scares the hell out of me because if you know if if a receiver like that loses a step, that's it. He's a completely different player. It's not like he's this huge physical guy who can adjust his game and start, you know, boxing guys out more and doing things he doesn't normally have to. He's a guy that when he loses a step, he's going to it's going to he's going to be a completely different guy. And at that price, that scares me. Next question comes in from Michael Palace. He says, what are reasonable stat expectations for Zach Wilson in 2022? This is always tricky, but I'm going to say you're looking at maybe 3,500 yards, 20 to 25 touchdowns, and a completion percentage in the low 60s. 
I'm just trying to be realistic here because Wilson was, for the most part, very, very bad last year. Now, I know he played better down the stretch when he came back from injury, but he didn't put up eye-popping numbers even during that stretch, even though that game against Tampa Bay was excellent. If you look at the actual numbers, the stats, they weren't great. So if you look at the progression of where Wilson was last year to where you expect him to be this year, statistically, it would be unrealistic to think that he's going to make some sort of insane jump. So with that being the case, I'm going to say around 3,500 yards, 20 to 25 touchdowns, let's say 12 to 15 interceptions, and a completion percentage around 62%. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I think that those are kind of the ranges I would have him in. I would say around 23 touchdowns. The interceptions, I'm hoping, um, aren't that high. I'm hoping he clean, you know, continues playing the way he did late in the season, protecting the ball hoping to see, you know, no more than 10, 11 picks. And yeah, the, the TD numbers will be, you know, I'm thinking just over 3,000 yards. But in terms of, because I've seen people make some wild predictions. who And I think they just, you know, to see a guy go from what he from what Zach Wilson did last year and think he's just going to come out and throw 40 touchdowns in year two, just isn't, it's not a thing that happens. But at the same time, in, in looking at the additions we've discussed, if guys, if guys play well, um, may, you know, maybe, maybe he does throw 28 or 29. I don't know. But if, if I'm, if I'm going to Vegas and I'm going to bet, I'm going to say, you know, somewhere between 22, 25 TD passes, 34, 3,500 yards. And, um, I, I really hope he gets that, that completion percentage over 60%. And I think that we might see that with, uh, with again, having some, some, some increase, some, some better targets in the intermediate game with the, with the addition of the tight ends. And of course, uh, the way Hall can catch the ball out of the backfield. Next question comes in from John Jetson. He says, who is your dark horse player on the current roster to climb the depth chart and become a solid contributor this year? Conversely, who is someone expected to have a role as of now, but may get cut before week one? Dark horse player. I'm going to go with Jacob Martin. I haven't watched a ton of them, but the little that I have watched, he looks pretty impressive. And Brett Coleman, who is a big Houston Texans fan and who's been on the show and really knows football, has told me that he really likes Martin and thinks he could be good in Salah's scheme. So I'm going to say he's the dark horse. He may rise up especially, and I hope this doesn't happen, knock on wood. If Carl Lawson gets hurt again, they may really need him. As far as guys who are expected to have some sort of role but could be gone before week one, I'm going to go with Chuma Adoga. I don't expect him to have a major role, but he does play when guys get hurt, and he does play generally very badly. I think they're going to find a way to get somebody after camp cuts and Adoga will be out of here. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go with um, a guy who could rise, who I really liked last year when they took him, uh, Jonathan Marshall, the DT rookie last year, only saw a handful of snaps, but you watch his college film and the guy was an absolute terror, spent a lot of time in opposing um, offensive backfields. And then uh, the guy that could be impacted by that is, uh, is Sheldon Rankins. Um, I don't think he's as on steady footing as as a lot of people assume especially with the addition of the ends i know robert sala likes to rotate his guys through but i think we're going to see john franklin myers playing on the inside an awful lot more um so those inside guys will get rotated through a little bit more and i i feel he's a frustrating guy Rankins, because at times he looks absolutely dominant like if you clipped his his best plays together you would think he was an all pro um but it just doesn't happen often enough so if if there's one starter I look at who I think could be gone, it would be him, and uh, and that and Jonathan Marshall would be my guy who I think not enough people are talking about who could who could uh, make some plays for this team. 
Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says, after watching Joe Douglas's last three drafts, it's evident he values premium positions. Moving forward, do you think he will draft more like the Ravens, where they take BPA in non-premium positions, or the Eagles, where they never take non-premium positions, such as linebacker and safety early? I would say that Jordan Davis is not necessarily a premium position, and they took him early this year. So the Eagles, from time to time, will deviate. I think it's going to be a mixture, though. I think Joe Douglas is going to sort of feel out where the board is and what he needs, and especially once the Jets hopefully get a roster that's more complete, he'll have more freedom to pick positions like linebacker and safety in the first round. So I think it's really going to depend on roster construction and who's available and exactly what the strength of each draft is, and he'll figure it out from there. Yeah, I think what you said is the key is is getting a roster that's good enough that you have that that sort of luxury of saying we don't have these dire needs that we must address. So we therefore can just take the best guy. I think that's where you I think that's where you lean. I think, you know, as needs arise, even if you even if you do put a better roster together, I think you'll 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 go with the best player that fills a need. I think when people say best player available, um, I always say, you know, what an amazing coincidence that like 90% of the time, the best player available on a team's board is a guy that they just happen to need. <laughs> um, you know, of course, you're going to say you're not going to say, yes, we just took this guy and he's the 11th best player on our list because people are going to say you're an idiot. And you're going to get fired if he busts. So, yeah, I, I think Joe Douglas will. The goal is to get to a point where you legitimately can just say, let's just take the best players because we're good enough at every spot. You know, but of course, you will deviate as everyone deviates from their their system from time to time. If you see a guy that is such a uh, an enormous upgrade over a player you have, then you go with that guy. Here's another question from Michael Christopher. This is an interesting one. He says, "Where do you think Elijah Moore and Elijah Vera Tucker would have been picked in this year's draft class? Would both have been the best at their position group on most teams' boards since this wasn't a very strong draft?" I've said before that if I were picking in this draft, Elijah Moore would have been my top receiver. I think he was better than any of the receivers available in this draft. It's well known that I didn't love the receiver class here, and Jamison Williams' injury dropped him down a little bit for me. You could have made a case for him over Elijah Moore, but I just think Elijah Moore is special in a couple of different areas. He has those elite traits. I know he's on the smaller side, but he has elite speed, elite route running, and elite hands those three things make him potentially deadly so he would have been wide receiver number one on my board if he had been in this year's draft and Elijah Vera Tucker same thing I think it's pretty clear if he was in this year's draft he'd have been the top guard on the board I don't think it would have been even close yeah I think AVT would be uh would have been my top guard I receiver maybe a healthy Jamison Williams would have given Elijah Moore uh a run for his money but uh I think in terms of what what this year's class offered, I think Moore and his ability to just make a play, you know, find the end zone from anywhere on the field, I think he would have been my top guy as well. That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. Visit playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel to check out everything we're doing over there. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great All-22 breakdowns of all the Jets' draft picks. Plus, he just did a review of Zach Wilson's improvement 
after he came back from injury last year. Watch all the videos and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.